Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Criminally Disturbed. I am Paul. And I'm Jamie. And we have to apologize to you. We've been really busy around the house and at work and everything, and so it's been a little while since we've been able to record and get some uh, content out there. But, Jamie, I know, you know you've got a lot of things going on at work with the end of the year end stuff. of the year stuff and the you know taxes and blah Sales, blah taxes all that kind of stuff that yeah. you find exciting that others may not <laughs> <laughs> just like me i mean you know i've got a lot of things going on i got a new project starting up a large one and again a lot of a lot of people out there might think that that's not interesting but it is to me <laughs> so um but you know and there's been a lot of news uh that's been kind of plaguing the united states uh you know a lot of things happening um you know i've been trying to follow with the kenneth vineyard incident that happened up there in the northeast and uh, unfortunately there's not a whole lot of updates there i know that you know the family of mr vineyard actually you know they did hire an attorney and they're trying to you know come to some kind of justification mm -hmm. but i don't have any updates on that one yet and then there's the case that's kind of taken over if you will which is the idaho mass murder scene mm -hmm. and uh you know they got the suspect which i gotta hand it to the law enforcement that was involved in that and the way that they actually handled the situation mm -hmm. um they they had some information they kept it you know kind of to themselves and then executed a plan and it worked and uh now they have uh mr mr suspect mm -hmm. in custody and he's creepy looking he is Ooh. and man he's got uh you know he was he's scary not only because of the way that he looks but is his brain mm -hmm. you know he's he's uh, I think it was a, a criminal criminal psychology um, a criminal uh, criminal justice background. No, I think it was psychology. Criminal psychology, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I've been watching bits and pieces of it, uh -huh. but I haven't been too involved because I'm. I kind of like to wait for the final outcome. Sure. Well, I know. I'm just. I'm letting everybody out there know that we have been following well it, yeah yeah you know and every time i see it pop up on the news or something i listen to what they found or i you know do some reading on the internet or uh, not that you can believe everything that you read on the internet right but it's it's very interesting case um there is some dna evidence mm -hmm. that uh the prosecution will be presenting and so dna evidence is hard to get away from it's hard oh, Dana to dispute. Don't lie. Dana don't lie. Does not. So, mm -mm. going to be very interesting how this thing turns out. Yeah. So well, because you know when they did a press conference when he was first arrested. Yep. Me and you actually watched it. Yeah, we were uh, in. I think driving through Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we, we was on our way on back our... from Oklahoma, so yeah. we was watching it. I was listening. I was actually yeah, watching the I road. I was watching it, <laughs> and I got so aggravated because at the end, when the press got to ask questions, it's like, it, and I understand. I mean, I there's mean, police yeah. have to follow Protocol. procedure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it's like every question that was asked, the police were like, well, we can't answer that right now. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. So no. then I was like, I, you know what? I'll just wait and let and, it play out. And, and you then, asked me, you asked me, you said, do you think he, they're going to be able to t say anything? I said, I doubt they're going right, to say anything at right. all because, you know, so. It has to play out. You, it has to. It so, has to play out in court. Everybody has to present evidence right. and, and rebuttals and all this other stuff. Uh, witnesses. Which is why I say right. I wait to the end because I get right. aggravated with well we can't say anything and and I get it so yep I'd rather just wait to the end yeah and it may take a while because I think his oh, court yeah. date is not until like July oh I don't something know. like that I think it's July June or July one of the J months it's not January though but <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, no <laughs> but uh, 
anyway, it's this summer. So um, that's when his court date, I think, has been set. So, or trial date, one of those. Anyway. And, you know, the way that goes, that might get pushed back. Yeah, it could. As it gets you know, closer. Hopefully, we don't have this, but hell, another round of COVID could, you know, and they could Ooh. shut course down. You know, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. But put him in a room full of COVID. Oh, yeah. Just let COVID beat his ass. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Look. We're saying we're acting like he's guilty, obviously. I mean, we're a little biased. Um, yeah, we are. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but allegedly, allegedly, they have the suspect. But in, custody. in our mind, yeah. we're already the jury and we're trying him, and yeah. he's already guilty. That's right. But that's I, our opinion. I could have made a good living back in the medieval times, uh, medieval times, as an executioner. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So. Anyway, so, you know, again, we, we're following that. We're following some other things that are happening and stuff. Uh, there's there's uh, just a lot of things been going on in the news. And, again, a lot of things that's been going on with, you know, our household and things yeah. and then yeah. work. So, anyway, we're, gonna, we're getting back to a schedule. and um, We said that shit a couple of weeks ago. We did. But, but we mean it this time. Yeah, I know. This and, time. We're for real. We've, yeah. We're for real, though. No jokes. But uh, <laughs> anyway. So I hope you guys all listened to the uh, 2022 recap. And the story that I have for you tonight is it's tonight. I don't know when you're going to be listening, but it is almost night. It's actually sun's going down right now. So um, tonight. As we're recording tonight, on this night, 2023, <laughs> yeah, I know, went a little far with that. 2023 is upon us. We're into it. And I found a case where we missed an anniversary huh? of. And when I, when I, I'm not going to say anything about dates on this one. Okay. I want to wait to the end to kind of reveal okay oh so you're gonna keep us in suspense i hope so that's my intent mm -hmm. that's my intentions okay so we'll see how this goes and um i hope that i can get through this the best way i can on pronouncing some of the uh names okay. um of the persons involved and some of the city names or town names and stuff but this comes to us from germany oh okay 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 so okay here we go first first word um which is actually the the name of the case um hinterkaifeck ouch yeah that's a word right that is there. a word yeah i know and look if I'm mispronouncing that, please do not crucify me because I literally use Google Translate uh, because it is a German mm -hmm. uh, farm. This is not actually a town. This is a farm, a farmstead okay. that is actually between two Bavarian towns. About It's about uh, this farmstead is about 40 miles north of Munich. Okay. Okay. The Grubers lived at this farmstead. Now, I've read one story about this that said that uh, the 35-year-old the woman named Victoria, mm -hmm. um, that she was the owner of this farmstead and that her parents, her elderly parents, lived with her. So her parents, their names were Andreas and Kazelia. Ooh, I like that name. Cause he, and I hope I'm saying that right, but that's I'm, I'm kind of looking at it and I'm like, yeah, that looks right. It's got a Z. There's a Ilya at the end, mm -hmm. you know. Well, so. even if that's not right, I still like the way you pronounce it. Well, I'll, I'll accept that. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chucky. Okay. So, um, and we're watching. The references to now that we've finished rewatching Sons of Anarchy, now we're watching Mayans and 
Chucky's on that too. Yeah. Yeah. So for anybody that watches both of those shows, you'll know who Chucky is. Yeah. Chucky's the one with the hands. So <laughs> that yeah. were purchased off of eBay. Yep. That's right. So Victoria uh, and then her two parents, Andreas and Kazilia, and then there's two children, the younger Kazilia, and then Yosef. Yosef is two years old. Uh, the younger Kazilia is seven. Call her Kazilia the younger. Okay. Kazilia kind of, part two. No, you know no? how they used to do like in... Uh, the uh, I'm trying to think of the the time period. The royalty the, time yeah, period. Kazilia yeah. the younger. Uh, I'll do that. Okay. Okay. I'll accept that. And they had a maid. Okay. Okay. So they had a maid. They all lived on this farm. The the family themselves. Now this is, I I really I wanted to find the documents behind this. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I could not. Of course, you know this is Germany, and you know we're in the United States, and so we may not have access to that kind of documentation from Germany. But yeah. I really wanted to find this stuff to back this up. Yeah. But the family themselves were actually not very well respected. Oh. Uh, in the in the neighboring towns and things, and their people that were surrounding the this farmstead and stuff, due to their scandalous reputation. Ooh, why were they scandalous? Well, give me the tea. Okay, it was widely known that Victoria and her father Andreas were accused and convicted of having an incestuous <gasps> relationship that many believe led to the birth of Yosef. Oh, I just clutched my pearls. Scandalous. Okay. So, this is a crime, obviously. Uh, no shit. Uh, even in Germany. Um, so, okay. So, did it really happen? I mean, I know you said they were convicted, but... Andreas was sentenced to a year in jail, uh-huh. while Victoria was sentenced to a month in jail so i mean they were convicted and sentenced and since some time in jail now that's why the question that you just asked that's why, why wanted i wanted to find i wanted to see yeah. the documents and stuff and so it could have been easily been neighbors said oh i seen it and sure then, of course they sure. were convicted yeah yeah no that's true and so I, again because neighbors are assholes sometimes sometimes yeah yeah sometimes so I literally, I, I tried yeah. to find that to see if if I could get something to back that up, I but but I couldn't I couldn't find anything. Again, it's Germany; we may not have access to that kind that kind of stuff. So as of right now, we just have to take it that they were convicted. So chances are they were. But it does come back up. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. So, all right, so I'm going to just give you the months. I'm not going to give our audience the year. Okay. So in September, the family maid that was pretty much a live-in maid, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, she quit. Really? Yeah. And the reason that she gave was because basically she had been hearing noises throughout the house, like footsteps and things banging around and chains rattling no i'm I'm, I'm just kidding about the chains (laughs) i'm just kidding about the chains but she literally thought that the house was haunted and and when she approached the elder andreas about this he kind of ah you're just crazy old lady you know what i mean he just kind of blew her off well that's not nice you know because he he didn't hear it and then Kazelia didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victoria didn't hear it. And so, you know, she the maid was the only one that heard this stuff. She's like, oh, no, this is this is a haunted house. Mm-hmm. I got to go. D- yeah. Okay. So she left. She said, fuck this place. I'm yeah. gone. I ain't dealing with no ghosts. She's afraid of those ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I guess they don't have Ghostbusters in Germany. <laughs> No, probably not. Yeah. But she is said to have told the police about all of these noises and the random footsteps and other strange sounds. 
um, that were coming from throughout the house and in the attic. Mm-hmm. Mr. Andreas actually did go and kind of look around in the house and stuff. He never found anything. But basically, that was in September mm-hmm. that she quit. Okay? So after the maid quits and she leaves and they're waiting for a new maid, you know, I don't know if they have, res- uh, you know, if they're going through resumes or they put an ad on Craigslist or, you know, in the local paper. I don't know. I don't know how they were advertising for a maid that they needed one, word of mouth or whatever. But anyway, they were waiting. Well, after she leaves, Andreas basically told several of his neighbors that he didn't believe her. Mm-hmm. Okay. But just a few months later, he heard the same noises. Hmm. After initiating his own search, he found nothing out of the ordinary and refused any help from his neighbors, you know, to kind of, they offered to kind of help him search and things. And okay. he refused it. He was like, no, no, you know, he, he didn't find anything. And so he was like, no, nah. now I wonder, and this is just me wondering, okay, this is not part of the story. I'm wondering if they were just kind of like to themselves, like didn't really want anybody coming in their house, you know? I guess. Maybe that's maybe. why he refused it. But I mean, then why would you mention it to people? I mean, unless it was just in just yeah, up in conversation, conversation I yeah. guess, just something to talk about. Maybe he's one of the old men that kind of met up at McDonald's or something like that and had that yeah. biscuit, you know? I don't know. Anyway. Towards the end of March of the following year, okay, okay, a snowstorm hit the Hinterkaifeck farmstead, and there was a thin layer of snow that covered the grounds, okay? Andreas made a discovery. He found a set of footprints emerging from the woods and leading up to the farm's (gasps) machine room now the machine room is like kind of like a a barn a Uh workshop i guess a workshop but yeah he found footprints leading from the woods up to the machine room okay okay what was odd about that well we'll get into that later the lock on the machine room door had been broken oh okay so somebody broke in yeah okay but it had been broken prior to the footprint discovery and he never repaired it well that was dumb right okay now the way that this appeared to him is that somebody came out of the woods walked up to his machine room and basically used it as shelter from the snow yeah okay that's kind of and and i think that anybody would probably see it that way that's what i would have thought but Get the fuck out of my machine room. Well, yeah. There, Put, you know, there's let me, no free room and board here. L- let me fix this lock. And that too. Yeah. Because I think it does connect to their house. Oh, see. So it's like. That really should have been. Yo, fix the lock, bro. Especially when you've already been hearing footsteps and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you started hearing the footsteps and you checked and you made sure there wasn't nobody in there, you yeah. should have been like, I really need to fix that lock. So he sees these, he sees these footsteps. No lock on the door, obviously, because he's too lazy to fix it, I guess. I don't know. But he searches the machine room and other portions of the farm and the house, but he cannot find anything. Nothing out of place. No nothing. Despite coming to the conclusion that no one was there, He had this feeling, knowing that no footprints were found leading back to the woods. Oh, shit. No footprints were found leaving that machine room, farm, or anything heading back to the woods. It was only the ones to the farm. So, homie was still there. Was he? Well, he had to have been. How can he leave with no footprints? I died. Did he float? Maybe. We're talking about ghosts. But how did he leave footprints if he was a ghost? You remember the chains? Well, then why weren't there? I'm just playing. There chain wasn't no drags. chains. Oh, no. 
Over the course of the next few days, Andreas also discovered a newspaper that neither him or anyone else in that house had purchased. Now, they did not have a subscription, and it had to be purchased in town, and yet no one in his family or his neighbors actually subscribed to the to this specific newspaper, which actually was from Munich, 40 miles away. That's weird. So their house guest leaves the house, goes to town. Got to stay up on that news. Gets a newspaper. And then drops it. And drops it. But, I mean, comes back and does his reading and stuff. I say he could be a she. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But. What the fuck? What is going on? Hold on. Neighbors would later claim that members of the family mentioned that some of their damn house keys would go missing. And, and neighbors would also tell later on that they would constantly see a stranger with a mustache wandering around the outskirts of the farm. Wait. What is, I mean, um, with a mustache. I mean, they were very specific. He's got a mustache. He doesn't belong here. Did they tell the family? I'm sure they did, but what if they keep to themselves? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And, of course, like he said, he refused help. Yeah. Yep. So on the last day of, of March, March 31st, okay, they got some good news finally. They got a new maid. Maria. Yay. 44-year-old Maria. And I'm going to try to say her last name. Baumgartner. Baumgartner. Okay. Okay. 44-year-old Maria Baumgartner arrived for her first day of work at the Gruber Farmstead. So four days later, by April the 4th, no one, and I mean no one, had seen the Gruber family, but a few had seen instances of life in the farmstead. Okay. So nobody had seen them, but Mm -hmm. they had seen signs of life, I guess, you know. And we're going to get into those details later on in the story, okay? And and I'm going to tell you what they saw. It's kind of weird, it's, it's kind of, it blew my mind when I read it. So I'm going to keep going with the story. When I, when I get to that part, I'll, I'll kind of point it out that this is what the, what the neighbors would notice and things like this. Okay. So on April the 1st, now this is, you know, the day after the new maid started, Maria. Okay. Artisan Michael Plockle noticed smoke coming from the chimney. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he also says that he saw someone outside with a lantern, though he couldn't identify him. The following night, farmer and butcher Simon Reinblander saw two strangers at the edge of the forest who turned away as he approached them, Mm kind of as if they were looking away to keep from being, their face from being seen, Mm -hmm. you know? So that was kind of... little suspicious yeah little little shady you know a little sus on the 3rd of april suspicion arose when the postman delivered mail and noticed that the mail from saturday had not been touched so here we are friday march 31st new maid starts okay following day mail's delivered on the first by the third the mailman's like no mail's been touched since saturday I dropped that off. I put that there on Saturday, and nobody's touched it. Hmm. So the following day on the 4th, there was a repairman named Albert Hoffner. Uh, He arrived at the farm to fix an engine in the farm's machine room. He did not see any of the family. He waited for like an hour to see if anybody would come, just kind of let him know, hey, I'm here to fix that engine. He waited for like an hour. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever came. So he did not see any of the family, but noticed that the barn doors were locked um, and heard the family dog barking inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, at that moment, Albert didn't really think much of the scene. And since the farm's machine room was open, you know, lock hadn't been fixed or anything, he headed in to fix the engine. Four hours later, his work was complete. Uh, and as he was leaving the farm, he noticed the barn door was open. And the dog was now tied up outside, despite him never seeing or hearing the family as he worked. So somebody had done that while he was there. Yeah, because he said that the barn door was locked and the dog was inside. And then four hours later, he's leaving because he's got his work done. And the barn door's open and the dog's outside tied up. What the fuck is going on here? So who did it? I don't know. So he arrives back to town. Albert's sharing his really creepy experience, you know, with the town's guide, local guide, okay? Lorenz Schlitterbauer. Lorenz Schlitterbauer. That is a hell of a name. I know. I would be like, my name is Schlitterbauer. Schlitterbauer. And the only reason I know how to say that one, because it actually, I don't know if you've ever been to Schlitterbonds. (laughs) No. It's like a, an amusement park or whatever. I got one in Texas. It's a water park. It's a water park? Yeah. yeah. Slitterbauer. Growing worried, as he had also not seen the family, he decided to head to the farm with two of his friends at around 3.30 on the 4th. Okay. Well, it sounds like, you know, you said at the beginning that the town's, the family wasn't really well liked. but Right. It, it kind of sounds like that's not the case. Well... Lorenz Schlitterbauer actually has a connection to the family that we're going to get into. Oh, okay. The three men arrived at the house but found every door locked with no evidence of anyone inside. Seeing the barn door open, they entered and immediately Uh they discovered the bodies of Andreas, his wife, Kazilia, and their daughter, Victoria. And the granddaughter, Kazilia, the younger, the younger, stacked on top of each other, and then they were covered in hay. Ugh, that's horrible. Where's Joseph? And the maid. And the maid. Mmm. That's horrible. Lorenz is panicking. Well, yeah. He moved all of the bodies, attempting to determine if anyone was still alive, realizing that. Young Yosef was not in the pile of bludgeoned bodies. Mm. Lorenz ran into the house through a connecting hallway in the barn and continued his search. Inside, he found the lifeless and bloodied bodies of Maria and Yosef in his bassinet. So the police obviously, you know, had to be called um, the Munich police department and george and uh, yeah the way that his name is spelled george is it's actually george as in the american way mm-hmm. but without the e at the end okay. so that's why i'm saying george i hope it's not i hope it's not pronounced another way george reingroder uh with the munich police department arrived to investigate but he first had to travel 45 miles to get there obviously because it's you know yeah 40 miles away um in the small town news especially that of murder spread much quicker than the police could ever even arrive wow right you know facebook in germany i I don't know myspace i don't know many reports detail some of the townsfolk basically were just like all over the crime scene (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) What the fuck is going on here? What does this remind you of? The Velisca. The Velisca axe murders. Yep. When I heard, when I read um, that the townspeople were like, you know, all over the crime scene and moving evidence and shit, it's like. Yeah, because remember, they were taking pieces of the father's skull. Yeah. They took the axe and shit. And the axe. Yeah. So. Here, the townspeople show up, and they're all over the crime scene. They're moving evidence and even cooking and eating meals while they were there. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not fucking kidding you. They were fucking cooking and eating meals. In these people's house? (laughs) 
I mean, I guess. I don't, it didn't say if they were inside the people's kitchen. It was like, um, I'm just kind of looking around, but I'm getting hungry. They're probably like, well, we can't let this food go to waste. They ain't going to eat it anyways. They stacked well, up outside in a barn. Yeah, so. they're all dead. Let's just go ahead and eat this food. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, disrespectful as shit. That is. Wow. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of speechless on that one. I'm telling you. An autopsy of the bodies performed the was performed the following day by Dr. Johann Baptiste Amuller. It revealed the family had been killed with a mattock or a pickaxe. Ooh. The elder Kazilia had her skull cracked from multiple blows to the head, mm. as well as bearing signs of strangulation. Oh. Andreas had blood caked all over his face, which was described as shredded. Oh, my goodness. With his cheekbones sticking out of his ragged flesh. Mm. Direct quote. The daughter, Victoria, also had her her uh, skull shattered with signs that her face had been hit with a blunt object. The young Cecilia had her jaw shattered and her face and neck were covered with slashing wounds. Mm. These bodies were found, like I said before, in the barn while the maid, Maria, and little Joseph were found inside the farmhouse Maria covered with sheets, and little Joseph, he was covered with a dress. The two of them seemed to have died quickly after a number of blows to the head and face. Mm. The tool used in the murders, the pickaxe, that's actually used for, like, digging. Like, if yeah. you're going to dig in, like, hard ground, yeah, you use a pickaxe to break it up first, and then you... Like you know. in mines and stuff, like you see yeah. on TV? Yeah. yeah, there you go. And they use that to kind of soften it up so they can get it with a shovel then. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what pickaxe is. It's got a sharp, sharp mm-hmm. point on one side. On the other side, it's a blade-like deal. So, ah, oof. That is horrible. All of the victims died instantly mm-hmm. from the pickaxe blows to the head, except the younger Kazilia. She was alive for several hours <gasps> after her attack. No. The shock and trauma of her attack and watching her family killed caused her to pull her own hair out in her final hours. Oh, no. She Eventually, they think that she died from shock. That's horrible. Yeah. She was seven. With the information at the scene and several, and after several interviews with neighbors, the police were able to piece together a timeline. An interview with Maria's, the maid's sister, confirmed Maria's first day was the 31st of March, and her sister stated she had stayed and kind of visited for a little bit the same, that very same day. So they know that she didn't die immediately when she got there. Mm -hmm. An interview with a mailman confirmed that, you know, the Saturday delivery of mail was not touched. And so this told police that the Grubers were murdered on the night of March 31st. That night, the killer or killers somehow led the family into the barn one by one, possibly by calling out to each one of them Mm -hmm. or by causing a disturbance in the barn so they would come out there. As each entered the barn, they were struck in the head with the pickaxe. Victoria and her mother, Cazilia, also showed signs of strangulation. It is possible that they were strangled and then struck to ensure the job was done. Mm-hmm. All four had received multiple blows to the head, with Victoria herself having been struck upwards of nine times. Mm. Nine times. The killer then made their way into the home uh, where they found Marie. And then the final victim, they think, was Yosef. Mm. And he was struck once. Other and inter- why, was he, why was he even murdered? I mean, he was a baby. I don't know. 
but why not just let we're going to get into some theories here in just a second just oh this is horrible i know and poor Maria, she was just wanting to work. I mean, that was her first day. I know. Talk about Damn. the wrong job. Right? I mean, shit. Wrong place, wrong time. Yes. Just woman out there looking for work. I mean, damn. Mm. <clears throat> the police. Now, this is creepy. This is this is what I was talking about earlier that the, uh, the neighbors and shit noticed that, you know, the police also noticed that the dog and cattle had been fed. The cows had been milked, and food had been cooked. Not the not the food that had that the no. neighbors had cooked no. when they came that night. No. Oh, okay. So somebody murdered them, and then had been basically living in the house, tending the cattle, feeding the pets. Correct. They lived on the farm for several days, and knew exactly how to tend to it. What the fuck is going on? So, for one thing, it's somebody that knows how to farm. But here's something that's going to really blow your mind. Remember the former maid that quit? Yeah. Because she heard noises, footsteps, and stuff in the attic? Yeah. That was in September, which means if she is to be believed, this person lived in that house with them for over six months. Mm. Why'd he wait so long? I say he could have been a she. Could have been. Why'd that person wait so long? I don't know. I don't know. And then why? I need to know why. Yeah, I do too. What's the theory? Let's get there. So finally, after interviewing Albert, remember the mechanic that came to fix, okay? The police realized that the killers had been in the fucking house the day of the discovery and no one noticed them leave. The killer was still there. Well, yeah, because homie was out there working on the machinery and shit. Yep. A year after the murders, investigators found the pickaxe in the attic of the house during the demo of the building. That's random. No evidence, no physical evidence from the killer was found on the on this weapon. Now... They demolished the building, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, obviously, it's, it's sat a year, you know, without uh, uh, anybody living in it. I was so, going to say, nobody's going to move there. They might eat there, cook and eat there, but they they're might, not going to yeah, live there. They're going to have dinner there. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a great uh, date destination. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's get into some of the theories, some of the suspects. Okay. okay. The police initially suspected just... Random vagrants. Just motherfuckers just walking the street. But. Yeah, I don't know about that. Nothing from the farm had been stolen. And there were large sums of money found still within the house. I wonder if they left it in the house while they demoed it. (laughs) Shit. No, I bet them neighbors that came and Mm. was going through the house and shit. Yeah. They took some of that damn money. They probably did. They did. Along with that food. Yeah, they Mm. did. Let's talk about the Thaler brothers. So one of the first theories that came to police's mind was a robbery. Obviously, you know, nothing was taken. But anyway, in an interview with the Gruber's former maid, Miss Miss Rieger, I don't even want to even try to pronounce her first name. Crescens. 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 There you go. Crescens. Rieger. She revealed that a man named Joseph Thaler had visited the farm almost a year prior to the murders. Joseph Thaler and his brother were known in the area as a pair of thieves that had committed multiple minor burglaries in the area. On one random night, Joseph knocked on Mrs. Rigger, Miss Rigger's window. And after ignoring him for some time, she relented and asked, um, basically, what the fuck do you want? (laughs) That's what I was thinking. What the fuck do you want? Joseph appeared to hint at wanting to rob the farm and asked Miss Rigger if she knew where the family slept. In a bed? Yeah. Miss Rigger refused to answer his questions and played dumb in his answers, in her answers. While Yosef spoke with her, she noticed someone moving around in the bushes behind Yosef, 
but he claimed he was alone. <laughs> Pay no mo- no mind to the man in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so regardless, Miss Rieger witnessed him leave with someone who she assumed was his was his brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nobody there, but I just seen you fucking leave with somebody, you right. dumbass. She also witnessed the two men stand uh, by the barn and look toward the roof. Like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> Where they're going to stay at? I guess. To add to the police's suspicions, Miss Rigger stated the brothers had hidden in the barn two years prior to and uh, prior to the murders and andreas had forced them out by shooting toward them with a rifle oh so they were literally trying to stay in this dude's barn oh okay well so while the brothers seemed like strong suspects the police found money gold and jewelry left in the gruber's home after their murders whoever yeah. killed them didn't didn't do it for the money yeah so i'm thinking it's not them Adolf and Anton Gump. Gump. Not related to Forrest. Okay. <laughs> Days after the murders, Inspector Ryan Gruber suspected a man named Adolf Gump to have been involved in the killings. Although Adolf was rumored to have been in a relationship with Victoria. Oh, okay. It's not clear if there was any other evidence to tie him to the family or to place him at the scene. Oh, okay. Just that he had a relationship, allegedly, with Victoria. Okay, well, that don't mean he would kill her. That's right. And her whole damn family. That's right. Okay, well, never mind. So, previously, Adolf had been suspected, along with three others, to have taken part in the killing of nine peasants. Oh, okay. But if this was all Ryan Gruber had to go on, it was flimsy, very shaky. That's true. Unfortunately, Adolf could not be located and was never questioned. Oh. Hmm. (laughs) Years later, Adolf's sister, I had to figure out how to say this without saying the, you know, year. Mm -hmm. Years later, Adolf's sister, Miss Mayer, made a deathbed confession. She claimed her brothers Adolf and Anton were the Gruber's killers. What? Hearing this, Prosecutor Andreas Pop placed Pop? Pop, P-O-P-P. Okay. Placed Anton Gump into custody, but he was unable to question Adolf as he had died. Oh. And we'll... Remind me at the end of this, and I'll tell you how he died. Okay. Okay. Without more evidence to prove the brother's involvement, and with Anton's claims of innocence, Anton was released, and the case again against him was dropped. Now we're going to talk about Carl Gabriel. He was the dead husband of the widowed Victoria. See, I didn't mention that because I don't want to get into, again, how he dies. But he's dead. He's dead, though. How could he be a suspect? Okay, wait a minute. I was like, did I just hear that right? Did I miss something? Okay, so he was already dead when she died, right? That's what you're saying. So, but his he was suspected to be dead, but his body was never found. So, that's when the police were like, is he dead? Was he killed? Uh, anyway, police never found him to even question him. This was just a theory that police had. Yep. So, the last suspect that police really kind of had something on was Lorenz Schlitterbauer. Schlitt, Schlittenbauer. Okay. While there are multiple other suspects that have come to light over time, 
none appeared to have strong evidence tying them to the murders, but the final suspect being Lorenz Schlittenbauer was, uh, he was the town, uh, the town's tour guide mm-hmm. and the man who discovered the bodies. Yeah. But he had secrets that linked him to the family. What are his secrets? His initial reactions, uh, the moving of the bodies at the crime scene and running into the home alone seemed immediately suspicious to uh, a lot of the people. Although forensics at the time were not up to par as they are today, okay? Okay. Many still knew they shouldn't touch or move the bodies. Witnesses stated his reactions to the discovery of the bodies also did not seem normal. He was calm and displayed no disgust at the sight of the bloodied corpses. It was also reported Lorenz had a key to the home. Oh. Harking back to the missing keys, Andreas reported before his death. How'd he get a key? Hmm. When questioned by police, Lorenz explained away his abnormal reactions by confirming a rumor that was being spread about his relationship with the Gruber family. Lorenz claimed he was young Yosef's father. Oh. And the reason he pushed the bodies aside after finding the family was to search for his son. Okay, I can kind of see that. Now, in the past, police kind of pointed out to him, well, wait a minute, you've denied being the father of Yosef previously. Oh, Lorenz okay. claimed he only did this when the incest allegations between Victoria and Andreas made him question the paternity. Oh, okay. Lorenz attempts to prove his innocence backfired when the police discovered records showing Victoria attempted to get the courts to mandate alimony payments from Lorenz. Oh, Theories suggest Victoria was successful, and Lorenz committed the murders to get out of making payments, as he was already in financial trouble and had another family. <gasps> Scandalous. Okay. Okay, now I can see that. Am I giving you the tea? You are. Oh, shit. Oh. Several witnesses came forward claiming to have seen Victoria and Lorenz arguing about the payments and paternity of Yosef as recently as the day of the murders. <gasps> oh. Oh, shit. So he was mad at her on the day of the murders. Others have claimed that Lorenz truly did not believe he was the father of Yosef and only did so after the murders in order to claim a possible inheritance. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. Oh, so you're only going to be the father when it's going to benefit you. Right. Wow. Despite all of the allegations and theories, they're just that. They're theories. And the lack of any real evidence prevented the police at the time from solving this case. For Lorenz, he stated the reason he moved the bodies uh, and his lack of reaction Um, was because he was honed on trying to find his son and so i kind of i kind of have to be with him on that i mean i would be kind of frantic you know move out the way let me see if i can find my son you know but you denied him until you found out you could get some money off of him (laughs) did he that that's allegedly again that's you know that's it's a bunch of hearsay with no substantial evidence the police had no reason to arrest him Despite this, many claimed he did commit the murders, but Lorenz fought every accusation in court and won many cases of slander until his death. Well, I mean, he could win those cases of slander because there really was no proof that he did it. That's right. The police suspected more than 100 different people, yet no one was ever arrested or charged with the crimes. The case was closed in 1955, but remained in the minds of many people for many generations. So, 
these murders had to have been perpetrated by someone familiar with the farm work mm-hmm. because I mean you know the they maintained the farm after they killed them right for days um somebody that was handy with a pickaxe but not someone who lived on the Gruber farm itself. The brutal nature of the murder suggested someone with a grudge against one or more of the family members. Despite the information, police were unable to find any solutions. And so, the most reasonable avenue of investigation was was pursued, and that was psychics. Oh, God. Shortly after the autopsies of the Gruber family, their their heads were removed and sent to Munich, where clairvoyants were were employed to seek out metaphysical clues from the Gruber family skulls. Unfortunately, nothing came of this. When their farm was demolished the year after the killings, the Grubers were laid to rest in a nearby cemetery without their heads, which were lost during the chaos of World War II. Oh, my. A monument stands today near where the farm used to be, memorializing the the victims. Meanwhile, in 2007, a group of students at a police academy in Germany took on the Hinterkaifeck murders as a cold case. Despite the degradation of and loss of evidence from the original crime scene, the death of various suspects, and the relative crude nature of the initial investigation. Mm-hmm. They took it on. They were like, hey, let's try to solve this shit. Right. right? The Academy was unable to conclusively solve the murder, mm-hmm. but they did devise a theory that has been kept private. Because, oh, because they refused to name the suspect out of respect for the suspect's descendants and for the families of those involved. As a result, the Hinterkaifeck murders remain and might always remain unsolved. Oh, I mean, I get it. So what year did this all take place? I'm going to guess. 1920s? 1922. <gasps> it is almost 101 years old. We missed the anniversary. Last year, in, in 2022, would have been the 100-year anniversary of this case. Wow. So. I, I still, I need to know who was living in the house. Well, this was 101 years ago. Whoever killed them people. They're dead. I'm, I'm leaning toward it was Lorenz. Isn't that who you said? What? But at the same time, it's kind of like, no, because to me, it's whoever was staying in the house. That's who did it. But it couldn't have been him because he had a separate family. Correct. So how could he have been staying in the house when he had a whole nother family? Right. No, that's what I'm saying. He... I don't think it was him. Right. For the exact reason that you just said. Right. How are you going to get away with being away from your other family that long? I mean, the former maid heard the noises in the attic and stuff, and she quit thinking that the house was haunted. That means that somebody was in there more than six months. Right. Okay. Then you got the footsteps leading to the farm, none leaving away from it. Right. And it's like... Yeah, they're staying there mm-hmm. in the attic or in the barn or some somewhere. They're staying there, plotting. Yeah. So. But why? What is the reason for this shit? Especially when you didn't take none of the money or anything that nothing, was in the house. Nothing was taken. I don't know. That's weird. I mean, this some this is some shit right here now. Yeah. And this, when I was reading this story, I'm like, this is the German. Valiska 
axe murders. Right. This is, I mean, because it's a pickaxe that was used. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? But I mean, if you did it because you were mad at the family or you had some kind of beef with that family, why would you stay with them for six months hiding before you actually did something? I don't know. To me, if you had a beef with them, you would have like taken care of it pretty quickly. Yeah. Not six months later. Right. After right. living yeah. with them. Yeah. I don't know. This is weird. Very. Or it could have been whoever killed them might not have been the one that was staying at the house. It could have that could have just been a coincidence. Huh. That somebody was just happened to be living in the house. And that Holy happened. Holy shit. And so they got a squatter, but yeah. the squatter's not the murderer. Right. Whoa. That could have just been a coincidence and the squatter was like, Oh, fuck. whoa. Oh my God, you just blew my mind. That's crazy. I try. Yeah, you do. And then when the bodies were found, the squatter was probably like, well, I guess I better get out of here before I'm blamed for these here murders. No shit. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Let us know what you think. Hmm. I mean, that's insane. What you just did, you just blew my mind because I didn't even think about that. I mean, it's possible. But the pickaxe, it was found in the attic. So it's like, did that person do it or mm. did that person find the squatter? Mm. Wow. All right, Munich, Germany. Y'all need to get another another crew on this. Or did the squatter find come across the pickaxe? Because didn't you say that the there was a, a hall leading from uh-huh. the barn uh-huh. to the house? Yep. Maybe the squatter came across it because where he was feeding the animals and stuff, and he was like, let me, you know, just put that somewhere. Because, I mean, he had a good thing going Maybe he staying picked in it the up. house. Maybe he picked it up and thought that it got his fingerprints on it and oh. and then was like, oh, shit, I got to get rid of this. Yep. I'll hide it, you know? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you on this one. Um you know, I've given you everything I can on this one. I, I went to, uh, you know, historicmysteries.com, grunge.com, uh, factsology.com, uh, just, and then, you know, a couple other sources, ranker.com. Uh, so, want to hear you. Want to hear what you got to say about it. This That's one is insane. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Felicia Axe murders was crazy. Yeah. This one. There's you you can't there's no rhyme or reason here. No. I mean, well, of course, there's no rhyme or reason in the Velisca axe murders either. But it's like, damn. But that person didn't stay in their house for no, months. No, that happened. This one, one night. lived there, took yeah. care of the animals and shit. I mean, it's like all the animals were shit were fed. Yeah, the cows the cows were milked. I mean, who the hell is going to stay around and do chores? A squatter that had intentions on staying there. Damn. It's weird. Yeah. I thought it may be somebody that may want the farm. A just squatter. want to take it over. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. That's crazy. Well, that's my story. The Hinter, let's see, the Hinterkafic Farmstead Murders. That's a good one. 1922. 101 years old almost. That's crazy. That is crazy. So, look, we got some others come that are coming up. I've got uh, a couple I've been working on. Jamie's been working on on some. So please stay tuned for those as uh, we are going to get back on this schedule. We're going to be doing some bonus episodes coming up. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, please stay tuned for that because, as we've said, our bonus episodes are only going to be uploaded to our Patreon page. So please, if you have not joined, please do so. Okay? Y'all stay tuned. I'm Paul. And I'm Jamie. And please join us next time. And remember to stay disturbed. Bye. Bye.